Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. And in that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, speakers, influencers on the cutting edge, changing the world. So today we have uh, Allison Smith. And she is an author, podcaster, speaker, and coach. And she is very good at getting people unstuck. And well, today's talk is going to be all about patterns, looking for solutions, changing your perspectives, which is really interesting. So with that, I'll welcome Allison to the show and let her introduce herself. So welcome, Allison. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I know we had uh, connected through Podmatch, which is kind of like a Airbnb matching service. <laughs> Tell us about you, yourself, how you got started, and we'll go from there. Um, well, I live in Scotland, um, and I, about 22 years ago, started the journey, I suppose, of self-development, personal development journey, did a neuro-linguistic programming course, and the rest, they say, is history in terms of it changed my way of thinking, my perspective, and then it enabled me to help others to change theirs, really. And I suppose over that time, realized that I was very good at getting people unstuck. Yeah, when, uh, and what's interesting is, um, as I've talked to a lot of um, entrepreneurs about, you know, getting unstuck, you know, sometimes it's trauma, you know, core beliefs, values. Um, tell us, uh, what is your, you have a unique perspective. Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah, mine, mine's when we've tr- you've tried everything else. So I don't think you'd come to my sort of tools and techniques first in as much that you'd more than often try, you know, if you've quite a logical thinker, you might try some logical tools to get unstuck first, or you might try other, um, I suppose, health practitioners that you're more comfortable with. Where my tools come in is they're very good at bypassing logic. So what I discovered for myself and for clients is my brain's really good at not wanting to change. So it's very it can get very fixed in, this is the situation, I'm stuck, and I'm stuck. And it doesn't matter what you tell me, um, I'm not going to change my mind about being stuck. And if you come up with a solution, my brain will go, oh, no, no, no. And it will sort of defend against all of those great ideas you're coming up with um, and say, no, no, they're not right because you know, I'm right. I've got all the data. I've got all the facts. And that supports me being stuck. And that is how my brain works. And so what I discovered and started using 22 years ago was metaphor. And that bypasses my brain's ability to defend against great ideas, because it's as if it bypasses and opens doors in my brain, and therefore in other people's brain to solutions, because I believe we've all got the solution. It's just that when we're stuck, for whatever reason, whether, as you say, whether it's um, historic events that have happened, beliefs, values, the, do- the doors are closed 
and therefore we can't get into the the room that's got the solutions metaphor helps us do that because it puts to one side i say that we send logic on a hot sort of coffee break so logical thinking goes on a coffee break and we just have a bit of fun without all the content and data of the situation and we just look at the patterns and the patterns enable us to go oh yes i'm being a bit defensive or oh yeah there's another perspective to look at so that's most of the tools are yeah use metaphor in order to look at the situation and open up our understanding of um the situation really yeah i love that uh and really when you talk about like language and patterns um how you see things it's quite interesting when you start when you start being mindful and aware of like what your thoughts are and how you're yeah. perceiving things yeah i think that's where i mean to be fair that's where it, the book came from i've written a book can't can't see the wood for the trees and it came from the fact that I started using nature as a metaphor for helping people solve problems. So you go out into nature and just notice the patterns and people would go, oh, I'm on a path and I haven't got a path in that situation. And oh, I just need to follow the path or whatever. And then, I, then as you say, what I then discovered and heard in people's language was the fact that they were using these terms and they were hidden metaphors in the language all the time, specifically nature ones. So people say, you know, can't see the wood for the trees, stuck in a rut, um, going around in circles, uh, like a fish out of water. There's all sorts of idioms and they change, you know, dependent on where you are in the world. But the idioms make sense to us. And if we are mindful when we're stuck of the idiom we're using, I would contend, rather than it being a description of I'm stuck, so I can't see the wood for the trees, and it's an absolute positive statement, oh, hang on a minute, that's a metaphor. So if you were really in a wood and you couldn't see it for the trees, what would you do? And then you can come up with a whole list of solutions, you know, get a map, follow a path out, you know, climb a tree. So you come up with a list of solutions and then it's like, Oh, I said I was stuck and I couldn't see the wood for the trees, but, oh, I could get a map. Oh, I could follow a path out. Oh, and the, the one, the solution that I find the funniest is quite often we can't see the wood for the trees because we keep planting more trees. <laughs> and so sometimes it's about remembering that we um, have our own responsibility for not making our life even more difficult by keep planting more trees and saying yes to things. Yeah. And uh, tell us um, when you talk about uh, tell, tell us you talk about metaphor, language, nature, and then you have um, landscaping your life, uh, which I really it's very interesting language when you talk about that. Yeah, it's it's interesting in as much that I've used that term to describe the using landscapes of metaphors for our lives for 22 years. Sometimes people think I'm a landscape gardener. But I think because I've used it and because I'm quite comfortable with it, over time it's becoming, you know, so the company name is now Landscaping Your Life. The podcast is Landscaping Your Life. I'm always referring to that. Um, it is all of the tools I've mentioned. It is about using landscapes. Sometimes it's about going out into nature and absolutely inviting nature to, well, inviting you to notice the patterns in nature to um, to provide solutions. Sometimes it's just imagining nature in your mind or doing collages or drawing. So in workshops, sometimes if it, if we don't go out, then people might just draw the 
and therefore I suppose that's more to do with the landscaping. What does the current landscape look like? Draw it. What would the landscape that you'd like to move to look like? And then doing a various different things to to be able to enable you to move from the other from one to the other. Yeah. When you talk about um because you reference NLP and um mm-hmm. it's really powerful, you know, can you talk to us about using language to find solutions? I think I think for me it's about noticing the language and also noticing the the effect the language has on you as you say it because one person might use so so for instance i had one client who who was looking for answers and they couldn't find the answers but as soon as they started looking for solutions they saw so many now the situation wasn't any different but the language the specificity of the word they were using changed and enabled to, that door to open for them to see solutions they couldn't see when they were saying I'm looking for um you know answers so i think i think it's about and it'll be different so one person will love the word answer somebody else will like solution somebody else will like options so i think the problem you've got is that there's no one right Oh, if we always use the word solution, everybody will get it. So it is noticing in our own language, and obviously the language of our clients. Oh, that's interesting. When they said that word, it closed them down to options. What other options might we be able to use? And sometimes it's bringing it into conscious awareness to say, when you said that, it closed down the options. You're telling me that there aren't any solutions. What other words might there be that that make you feel different? Mm. Um, so I think it's the it is that as you say that conscious awareness of language, the impact it's having on you, or having on other people that we use a word that we're comfortable with, so we don't get a feeling that it's that it's incongruent, and yet the other person who's hearing it, the hackles come up, and and you know I suppose the doors close in their mind because you've used a word that's. But for whatever reason, is um, unhelpful or unresourceful for them. Yeah, I love that. Um, and it sounds like talk from talking to you, and you know, you're using nature and landscape. So you talk about, um, you know, in that context where you're using, helping people find perspective, how to see the wood for tree. Yeah. The interesting thing is that, is that it is about because not everybody's going to be able to relate to the seeing the wood for the trees so it, there is a that's why the book's got a number of different idioms you know which of these relate i think i come back to the can't see the wood for the trees the most because that's the one that's the richest for me in solution i suppose the challenge is that we all look at the patterns differently so if you and i were to go for a walk in the wood we, you might actually if we were both to repeat back the walk we'd had in the wood um think that we've been on a completely different walk because we'd noticed different patterns, we'd noticed different things. Um, and I think that's the same with solution finding that, you know, teams can go out into a wood uh, together uh, about the same issue and come back with different insight. But that's that's why I love it, because even now, 22 years later, you and I could go for a walk and you could be saying, can't see the wood for the trees and you could find something in that wood that nobody has ever noticed or said. And therefore it adds to that, oh, brilliant, you know, another, yet another solution from the from the wood that we can then apply to our lives. I love that. Um, now tell us more about um, 
so we you talk about this kind of like the beginnings of helping people get unstuck and putting down the stick that people are beating themselves sorry i laugh only because that's about one of my mm, i was gonna say one of my favorites it is but going around in circles is because they're very so is turning a corner so sometimes i would say that the words you're using follow through very literally so if you want to turn a corner go and find a corner and turn it mm. now that sounds i mean if anybody's listening then they'll go oh, well that sounds a bit rude go and try it because the people's face when they walk around the corner and go oh but it feels different and because they take the problem with them around the corner in the same way as if um if you've got clients or if you yourself are beating yourself up with a stick then there's a video blog on my uh, Landscaping Your Life um, YouTube channel where I put the stick down. And so I go out into a wood and I'm thinking I'm just going to pick up one stick and um, yeah, I'm just going to embody putting the stick down. Anyway, it turned out to be about three or four sticks. There was little sticks, big sticks. and um, But it's just the fact that the brain gets to... I suppose try it out really the fact that we're embodying putting the stick down and then somehow the the brain follows through on that commitment oh you've put the physical stick down that you've metaphorically been beating yourself up with how would it be if i actually so i have i have got clients who still now will say yeah whenever i start to pick up the stick i remember your video and i put it back down again so, and it's even more powerful if you do it for yourself. So, you know, if you've got clients or if you are beating yourself up, then go out into nature, pick a stick up, pick a few sticks up. I think what surprised me when I did it for the video blog was, oh, there was a little stick and big, you know, they were, they were all different sizes and shapes. In the same way, and I think this is my favorite, is if you're going around in circles, get people to draw the circles, you know, Anybody listening, if you can think of a situation that you uh, feel like you're going around in circles with, put this on hold, go and get, well, not, go and get a piece of paper and a pen, put this on hold while you go and do that. Come back and, and hopefully you'll have done that. And then I want you to draw the circle and draw the circle. And I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to do it while I'm telling you, but it's that you draw the circle that represents the situation and just notice what you notice about the shape the size the speed with which you're going in circles and then change it it might be sometimes that the difference is by going quicker or going slower or changing the direction or um i've had people do like um break free of the circle but all we're trying to do is disrupt our thinking that that is stuck in that circling and that somehow it might be that you need to pick up a different color pen. It might be that you need to walk the circle. So I've done this quite often in woods where people walk the circle. But what happens is by making lots of different changes, you are subtly able to shift your internal thinking about the situation. Yeah. Paths and destinations. What's next? I've written a story. I've written a poem <laughs> on paths and destinations. Actually, that is what's next. So today, today I am I I, I am writing um, the index for the next book. Um, so that I've already got two books. So there's can't see the wood for the trees, and then there's a prescription for well-being journal. And the third book is catching the next wave, which is short stories and poems. 
to get you back on track. And it, yeah, in some respects, it's going deeper into metaphor because the stories are metaphors, as are the poems. So one of the poems is about paths and destinations. And it's just a different way of helping people get back on track, continuing that theme of connecting with their inner wisdom rather than uh, trying to solve problems logically all the time. Yeah, I love that. So tell us more, you know, as we're coming to the end, uh, kind of you can get, tell us the audience, I'm sure they're interested in talking to you. And I know you have a book and you have a podcast. So tell us more about how they can, you know, reach out. and um, pick those out. There's lots of Alison Smiths in the world. So <laughs> I would suggest that they search landscaping your life, because if you search landscaping your life, you'll find me, whether that's landscaping your life on YouTube, uh, landscaping your life podcast which is on all the, the various different podcast channels even landscaping your life in amazon will find the can't see the wood for the trees book um so i think landscaping your life in linkedin facebook so i think that's the easiest way because as i say you'll be there forever trying to search Alison smiths but landscaping your life you'll find me yeah and for all the listeners out there let's think allison the one key takeaway i love is this use of language and metaphors and how you're talking about um nature and woods and how to really get unstuck and kind of, and fulfill your best potential be sure to check her out she's on facebook linkedin instagram twitter youtube as well as she's got a podcast and a book um and i love this idea of landscaping and how to change it so um Fantastic interview, and thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.